This is treason. Where is my officer? I can't breathe. I can't even. I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump, it's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered, executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Put hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. Uh, I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying?
I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. v Hello, Patriots. And tonight we have a special guest with us. Uh, Lee Dundas, yet again, is joining us, uh, gracing us with her present from California. So you know that she's uh, she's got some fire. She's got something she's, to say. And she's in the thick of the battle, that's for sure. Oh, and you know this. Uh, yep. This is no joke. So, Lee, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I gotta I'm mute great. You. Thanks so much. There Thanks so much for having me. Hey, yeah. we're we glad. always love having you on, Lee. Glad we to have you. You always bring the fire, so you know that's uh, that's that's what we love around here. So, what's the good news on this um, crazy tyrannical day? Um, well, there is some good news. You know, I was talking just now. I had done another podcast right before you guys with a guy down in Australia. Uh, it was my first Australian podcast, and I was bad news there. I mean, there was there in he's in Melbourne, and they're locked down twenty three hours a day. They've spent three hundred days out of the last year in hard lockdown, uh, only allowed out an hour a day, three um, three mile radius, five k radius. If you stray beyond it, you're arrested. Uh, it's just crazy what they're doing right now. 
as of this week, I guess the unvaccinated are no longer allowed to do take part in any real, you know, piece of commerce. They can go to grocery stores and they can get takeout. I mean, it's just it's just full on Warsaw ghetto in in parts of Australia, and they're taking COVID positive patients to quarantine camps. They're taking close contacts who are still testing negative three times over to quarantine camps. Um, you know, the the builders, he said, the construction guys who are used to using their machinery to boycott and strike. They finally went on strike. Um, they were really standing up to, to the government and the government brought out the, the riot police to break their back and told the news helicopters they couldn't even film it. I mean, it's just... It's just frightening what's going on down there. They had a, a young female um, influencer who had grown her audience to like 100,000 followers. And uh, they arrested her for saying that people should go to the rallies for incitement and took her down to the station house. And when they got there, they said, well, you can make bail. But the conditions of your bail are that you uh, have to deplatform yourself, never speak out again, fire your eight staff, because she had really, you know, gotten a, a going concern there in terms of fighting for freedom. And uh, she gave him the giant finger, said, hell no. And they put her in solitary confinement for 22 days. Well, th this sounds uh, like 1934, 35 Germany, kind of, I think we already yeah. went through this once before. They called them the brown shirts. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, most of those people who were rounded up were killed. Um, and it kind of sounds like what's going on here in the States with the folks that were arrested on this date uh, a year ago. Yeah, it sounds very similar. I mean, we're not we're not giving folks due process. We're not giving them the actual benefit of the way the court system is supposed to work. Holding, you know, young women who said go to a rally in solitary in Australia, which is supposed to be another first world country. I, I mean, these are just massive, gross overreach and abuses of basic human rights. And uh, here we are, you know, patting ourselves on the back coming out of World War II saying, oh, we're America. We're going to do the Nuremberg trials. We're going to set up the Nuremberg Code and other first world countries like Australia and Europe. You know, we should be so proud. We're leading the way. Well, right now we're not leading the way. We're leading the way right back into tyranny. You've got Austria saying they're going to mandate the jab for every single person in their country come February. And then, you know, two days later, you've got their prime minister or whoever she was going, I think we should get rid of the Nuremberg Code. I'm like, oh, you think? So that you can't be held accountable and put on, you know, war crimes trials or trials for crimes against humanity and then and then face the same end that were faced by the by the war criminals in Nazi Germany, many of whom were were put to death. I mean, it's just ridiculous what we see going on right now. And I I just saw a couple of weeks ago a little um it was a little uh, uh, 13 minute or so snippet from Ferenz, the the first and sole remaining Nuremberg prosecutor. The guy was this tiny guy. He's like five foot nothing, skinny. You know, I remember reading about him about two or three years ago. He'd he'd wake <laughs> up and do push ups every day. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 no. no. I'm just saying that I'm five foot short. nothing, no, and not. I wake like up and do push-ups. But yes, okay. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, just just a little spitfire of a guy, and he's Hungarian like I am, and he somehow ended up. You know, they were immigrants. He went to Harvard Law, and then he joined the army, and he actually helped liberate the camps. And you know, I, I mean, this is the guy who was he had just gotten back from being in the army and serving in World War II, and he'd been home like two weeks, and he was I think having his honeymoon, and they said, hey, we want you to go back there and we want you to start doing trials. And he had never done any type of real trial because he'd gone to law school and then, you know, gone to fight in war right after. So he had no real experience. And the U.S. government sent him 
And he's the guy who put these these people on trial. And then, you know, when the when the trial found him guilty, a lot of them were put to death. But yeah, we've been here before. And uh, and he did a little 13 minute segment um, a while ago. And he said, you're never going to tell me that World War Two didn't happen because I walked into the camps and saw the stacks of, of people who were dead. And you couldn't even tell if they were dead or alive because the alive people were so emaciated and apathetic from, you know, having been starved to death that they looked like they were dead. And a hundred one years old, living in Delray, Florida, probably is sharper than I am right now, despite the fact that he's twice my age. And and these are the people, you know, people like him, people like Vera Sharad, the Holocaust survivor that we had do a, a voiceover who talked about, oh, this is the way Hitler started hunting my people. They started with vaccine passports, and this is a yep. horrible plan for New York, for Orange County, California. These are the people we need to hear from. These are the people who need to, before they die, we need to really be data mining what's in their brains. And I got to tell you, they need more microphones than they're getting because I say this looks like a second Holocaust and, you know, the New York Times and the Washington Post take me to task because who am I to make World War II analogies? Well, you get a Vera Sharab who spent age three to eight in a concentration camp saying, this is just like Nazi Germany. This is just how Hitler started hunting my people in 1938. Nobody but nobody is telling her she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about, including the ACLU. So these people need more of a microphone. But the good news coming out of Australia because I got kind of derailed in the bad news um, is you know they had I think 10,000 people at one of their first rallies he said and then you know they brought the military out to shoot rubber bullets at 75 year old women and that kind of backflashed on them a bit because the next week they had 20,000 people and then the next week they had 100,000 and the next week they had 250 and then 500 and then over 700,000 in a province or state or whatever that only has 6 million people so that's more than 10% and mind you a lot of these guys including the radio show host who was interviewing me two hours ago was saying that's just the number of people at the rally but the numbers in the resistance are far greater because we're leaving our wives and kids at home yeah (laughs) of course like if one of us are going to go off to war and not know if the government's going to take you and haul you away to solitary forever you know you're going to leave one spouse at home with the kids so so you can probably easily double or maybe even triple those numbers which means that a good portion of the people living around melbourne are uh, are done and and they they know the time of day on this and he said the other 30 percent in the middle who are not for the vaccine and for the mandate they just they didn't want it but they got it because they were like well we want to be able to travel and they're feeling horribly betrayed <laughs> and I said oh you mean when they turned the one cheek to have it slapped they thought that that was going to end and then they turned the other one and now they're shocked they're getting a second round and he's like yeah now that the boosters are coming out and they're going to mandate it for 5 to 11 year olds tomorrow tomorrow in our, in our area they're starting to feel a little bit like maybe they've been had and I'm like yeah they have been had you don't deal with tyranny by saying okay let's give away a couple a couple of our privileges and our rights and our, our whatnot, our laws and then we'll get them back later that's not the way not the way that tyrants work and you know that if you've studied Pol Pot or Mao or or Hitler for more than a day but um, people are waking up sounds like even in places that are incredibly locked down and basically full on Nazi Germany right now like Australia well and it's crazy too because so many people forget that hey where did the term dirty Jew come from if you remember the term dirty Jew came from Hitler and he described them when he was putting them in quote unquote uh, health camps 
that's what they called them. They were health and re-education camps about being clean, um, which were actually the precursor to the concentration camps. This was all the start. And now they're doing it in Germany. They're doing it here. It won't be long before, you know, I'm sure Biden tries to recommend that, hey, I think we need to go ahead and um, spin up FEMA and start FEMA camps around the country. That would be a really great idea. Well, they're already built. They're just waiting to put us on cattle cars. But um, I I saw in France, Macron said that the unvaccinated weren't even citizens and he wanted to make it as uh, what he wanted to make it as painful for them as as possible. Yeah, part of a it's almost like part of citizenship now. Yep. And yeah. yeah, the European countries are coming out and showing their true colors. I, I saw a side by side and it was like, you know, it was Lithuania and it was France and it was Germany and Austria. And like, you know, six months ago, they're like, oh, you know, this isn't going to be a mandate and we're just suggesting. And then it's like, you know, six months later, um, now you can't buy groceries unless you're vaccinated. And, uh, you know, we're going to throw you in jail unless you get the jab. Like, well, that went quick. Yeah. <laughs> not, now we're not suggesting anymore. Yeah, now it's I just did, like, look, I did do it. not see that coming yes yeah i did not right. see did not see that <laughs> well and speaking of, of fema did you guys hear that inslee up in washington state was rolling out fema into the rural areas yep. about yep. two three weeks ago yep jay really? inslee yep oh yeah oh yeah he's uh and what, what what are they doing do you know what they're doing um they're helping the disenfranchised rural communities uh be safe in this pandemic by going you know door to door with the fema folk and offering them the jab there yeah there's a doctor going around with every single one of them and they're recommending the the jab i think most of those folk probably keep shotguns next to their doors that that may not work out so well for them I, you know, I did, you guys know this over this summer, I did a, a 9,000 mile times two, but the second time I was actually driving my own vehicle, you know, 90 cities and states in 90 days, whatever, like run around the country. And uh, you get to see a lot of rural America when you're driving through the cornfields in Nebraska and Iowa and, you know, the rural parts of Idaho and Montana and a lot of, you know, upstate New York, even, even the places that are blue, allegedly, you get outside the city and they're not blue they're hard red and they're flying american flags in their background and they've got you know go trump signs in their yard still even though it's been a year almost since the election and these are not the kind of people that um they're 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 not the friendlies i mean if fema were going to start anywhere they should start in the city but of course you know the cities are full of kool-aid drinkers who've already gotten the jab so there wouldn't be much work for them to do but i would not want to be going door to door in in rural america right now now with a jab in my hand because I think the best that's going to happen is that door is going to slam in the face and the worst that's going to happen is they may be opening that door with a shotgun <laughs> chambered you know that's uh, just my take on where this is headed but if there they, you have it. E- even if like I, I, I if I saw them come to my door I don't know if I would wait for them to even knock and I probably wouldn't open the door I'd probably just start putting bullets through it and I'd be like hey tough I told you not to be on my property it says no trespassing so tell me how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, 
is is this company you know contributing to the deep state is this one supporting the evil in our world i don't know who to buy from anymore so we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented believe the same thing we believed push the same values that we push and uh we found uh we found a bunch and one of the ones our first ever sponsor was cultural life 1972. cultural life 1972 supports the culture of life not a culture of death folks so uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we're, we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get-go. Uh, we told her that we'd support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, It's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturelife1972.com use promo code Patriot Party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. I, you know, speaking legal down of that, here. did you see did you see in Texas that crazy uh, state, whatever, legislator, lawmaker who's proposing that you can't use a gun in self-defense and you have to let the thieves come in and they yeah, probably yeah. need your possessions more than you do? That's not going to last. We've gone full commie, like in <laughs> Texas, like the fudge. Um, I, I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Anyway, well, you, I digress. You, you can cuss on here, Lee. It's quite okay. <laughs> um, these are not yeah, virgin, yeah, these yeah, are not I, go, I don't go holy fudge. Usually it has a harder ending to that exactly. word. Exactly. Um, hey, and, that is well, an acronym. On. And the DA in New York, uh, in Manhattan, forgive me, the, yes. the brand new DA in Manhattan said that they're only going to prosecute homicides, basically. Yep. Not even officer assaults or um, armed robbery or anything like that. So um, basically, in, unless you kill someone and they catch you on yeah. camera um you can pretty much do whatever you want in new york now and we made a joke like six months ago that um in new york you could do blow off a hooker's ass as long you're, as long as you were wearing a mask it was legal if you weren't wearing a mask you were going to get a ticket for not wearing a mask but doing blow on the hooker's ass was no problem um now right. now you don't even have to wear a mask you can do whatever you want they don't care i yeah. just wanted well, to do it wolf of wall street style that's all this is George Soros money getting DAs elected who are not Democrats. They're they're 
communists. They're full-on communists. And uh, this plan has been rolling out for years and years, and they finally got, as they see it, enough people in enough uh, pivotal places, cops, DAs, governors, that they can do this. But I I tell you, it's backfiring. I mean, the people who were in the middle uh, in California, now that they've seen a year of lockdown with their kids not at school, and now they're, you know, San Diego announced last night when I was sitting on the couch, we're going to we're going to do away with kids sports again because COVID and the yep. parents are like, yeah, you, you can take a long walk off a short pier. We don't care if we're Democrat or Republican. We are against this now. And it's it's backfiring. It's making honestly, it's making Republicans out of people who were not Republicans because they don't have anywhere to go, but they know they're not communists, which is what the new Democrat Party is. So there you have it. Well, but there, I, I think it's going to backfire. There, well, it already is because there was a poll done today as well, and uh, from the folks that were coming out of New York, I mean, they they listed like six states in total. The top ones, uh, United Van Lines. Apparently, they keep a roster of where everybody's moving from. Well, the you know the top states are like California, New York, Connecticut, Illinois, uh, Illinois. Um, you can guess why. I mean, obviously, all democratic yeah. states and uh, people are moving right. south. And um, the people that are moving south, when they were polled, they asked them, "Are you, you know, are you Republican? Are you Democrat?" Um, a lot of them, you said, "Well, we used to be moderate Democrats. Uh, we are now hardcore Republicans." And uh, yeah. they have embraced, and they're moving south. And this migration that is going on uh, right now, currently right now, U-Haul just put out a a note the other day, said, hey, you cannot rent a U-Haul from New York, California, Idaho, if you're not going to return it. Because when you used to, you used to be able to rent a U-Haul in California, move to Texas, and then leave that U-Haul in Texas. And what they did was they transferred all of the paperwork to Texas. Yeah. And then someone that was leaving Texas would pick it up and drive it back to New York. That was the thought. And drive it back. Nobody's nobody's moving back. No one's going back. So now now you can't take the U-Haul at all. No one's going back. It's just... uh, uh, this is what has to, ha- I know it has to happen. I realize we all have to do this. I know that eventually there's going to be a great breakup and everybody laughs at me when I say that, but it is, it's going to be a great breakup. I, people have been talking about it more and more. I've heard, I think I've heard more people talk about it in the past week than I've heard for, like it was quiet there for a minute, you know, for a good month or so, maybe two months, you weren't really hearing about the the national divorce. And yeah. in the past week, I've heard probably a half a dozen various talking heads talking about the national divorce. It's coming. Even Tim pool was talking yeah. about it. Yeah. It's, so. it's coming. I mean, people have, people have had it. And, and uh, it, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. When you go after people's kids and you start making it be so that their kids cannot do the things that we remember doing growing up, going to prom, going to dances, playing sports, going out and riding their bikes without a muzzle on, um, you know, and, and locking them in their room in a way that would have been child abuse in 2019, but now it's perfectly fine to leave your kid in the corner of their room for 10 hours a day doing, you know, school and then online homework and, you know, school again. The parents are like, we're done. And, uh, and, and 
I don't blame them, you know, and, and and I, to be perfectly honest, I mean, you know, people are like, oh, she's such a far right Republican. I didn't used to be. I was very, very moderate. I'm, I've always been a registered Republican, but I did not vote Republican Party lines. I was heavily, heavily uh, left of center on a lot of social issues on women's rights, minority stuff, the environment in the main, the environment. I was a whale hugging, tree loving, save the planet. Um, and, and I still give, actually, I don't really anymore, but up until last year, I was still giving money to a lot of those organizations. But when they start sending me letters that are like, you know, Donald Trump is the devil. And that's literally the first sign in a line of the Save the Yosemite Fund. I'm like, I don't need to be giving you my money and at, at the end of the day as much as i care about the planet and various issues um it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how many trees i save if, if my kid's dead because she had to get the vaccine because we're living in a state that chased her down and hunted her out of the bush and shoved a needle in her arm it just doesn't matter it's it's really for a lot of people become a, a single issue vote from my point of view it's it's a one-trick pony for so many people they just want freedom they want the government out of their lives and they want freedom and whatever the name of that party is right now that's where they're voting yep <laughs> well you know i i've got a good friend um i just talked to him i think last night actually he called me he was in town he's from texas he's in the air national guard um and he's a pilot he's actually a major in the air national guard and uh, and he called me up and he's, he's in town for a couple days and uh, and I said, well, how's your fight against the, the government mandate going? Did they take your religious exemption? And he said, no, I caved. I, I took the J&J. And I was like, you did what? You went a year and a half fighting them? And he's like, well, I figure, you know, I'm single. I have no kids. It's just my parents. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I love what I do. They, they just completely ignored my my religious exemption i wasn't going to be able to get a job anywhere else um you know not flying anyway and uh and he said you know i'm i'm i, I still i'm fighting the fight i i i don't believe in the mandate but you know i i caved and that's what he said to me he said i caved and and he was so he's he a was, pilot yeah, or he, he flies he's a pilot yeah um and he was he was ashamed of the fact that he'd caved he just he was backed into a corner and and didn't want to fight anymore. It's really what it came down to. Yeah. He, he didn't he well. he didn't see any other path to winning and and he caved. Um and he said, "Well, I figure if anything happens to me, like I know what to look for. I know, you know, I know the signs and the symptoms. So if anything happens to me, I can I can have a case against the government." Uh I said, "Yeah, honey, that's not how that works." A decompression no, sickness. That's not how that works. And, well, and that's what I, I, I had then a 10 minute conversation with him telling him, look, you know, you as a pilot, you can't just look for the traditional, the regular signs of vaccine injury. You have to look for the bends. I said, have you ever been a diver? You know, if you, you start feeling dizzy or nauseous or you, your speech slurs or you feel drunk <laughs> or you start speaking nonsensically, um, he's like, well, I speak yeah. nonsensically anyway. No, well, he speaks yes. like a pilot does. He does. <laughs> most of them are retarded anyway. Kind but of, yes. I, but, but, that's, but I know, you know, you were talking about, uh, I know you've been fighting, um, for pilots as well. How, how has that been going, Lee? Well, it's not good news for your buddy. Uh, first, first of all, a couple things. Do I have sympathy for people backed into a corner? Yeah, but you don't get more rights by caving. You're going to get fewer rights. Yeah, you don't comply. At some tyranny. point, 
you, you need to draw the line in the sand. Are are you gonna are you gonna cave when they come and they take your house away because they say they can and now it's communist Cuba even though it's still America? Like at what point do you stand your ground and fight without caving? And uh, I got to tell you, working with the Cambodian population a fair bit in Southeast Asia who have survived a genocide in the length of time we've been alive, the guys who survived are here to tell you it doesn't get better when you wait to fight. You are far better off fighting tyranny in early days before you're in Auschwitz. <laughs> so that's problem number one with the analysis that, that he just gave. The second problem is he's a freaking pilot. And what we're seeing is, you know, pilots, doesn't matter if they're military, National Guard, or, or commercial, or crop dusters, whatever, they're at altitude. And what does altitude do? It, 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 taking the jab out of it, it puts you at a higher risk for blood clots and certain other side effects. Guess what those side effects are? The same exact side effects that you get from the Pfizer and the J&J &J and the other shots. And the problem was our government, our, our FAA and uh, our federal laws, the federal aviation regulations, know that pilots actually, shock of shockers, have our little lives in their hands when they're flying the plane with 400 passengers behind them. And there is an actual federal aviation regulation, it's uh, 61.53, that says you are not supposed to medically clear pilots because they have to go in for physicals every six months to make sure they're fit to fly and not stroke out while they're flying us around the country. You cannot medically clear a pilot as a, a aviation medical exam doctor if they um, are doing certain things and when you read the guidance if the pilot is taking certain classes of drugs that's a no-go it literally says do not issue do not fly to the doctor who's supposed to grant them a certificate or not and it says do not issue do not fly if the pilot is taking any of these classes of drugs angina medications it lists a couple of others and then it gets to uh, FDA approval less than 12 months ago. So let me do the math on that. Basically, no pilot is supposed to be flying or having a medical clearance that allows him to fly right now if he is taking any class of drugs that has been approved 12 months ago. Not only are they taking recently approved shit, they're not even taking any I mean, 100% of our pilot population right now is flying with completely unapproved stuff. And if you read the guidance, it literally says, hey, the reason we want the pilot population to wait for 12 months post-FDA approval is because we want to give an observation period of at least a year in case aeromedically significant clinically adverse health effects occur. Interesting. Well, guess what the FAA and all of the major carriers did? They thumbed their nose at their own longstanding regulations and said, yeah, go ahead and go get those shots. And in, in many cases, the FAA allowed the airlines to mandate. So you got United and uh, Frontier and Hawaiian and a bunch of others who mandated the shots. So they've got like 100% vaccination status on their pilots. And now you've got these eyes, guys flying at altitude, long haul flights, some of them cross country, going to, you know, the Pacific Theater, whatever, coming back and they're already at altitude at higher risk for heart issues clotting issues and now they've got a vaccine whose known side effects are heart issues and clotting issues and when you go through VAERS the vaccine adverse event reporting system we just did a brief pass pulled 10 different pilot cases out of VAERS uh, side effects that turned on after the shot they're horrifying you literally read the VAERS thing and it says 
Uh, I ran into my doctor this morning because I woke up the day after the whatever jab uh, blind in my right eye. And as a pilot for a commercial, major commercial air carrier, I consider this to be an emergency. Next one has a stroke. Next one, atrial fib. Next one, you know, has an explosion in his brain and has a stroke. Ten cases. Half of these were deemed life-threatening by their doctors. Half of them were deemed permanently disabling. Half of them were heart issues. Half of them were brain issues. I'm like, you can't look at this list from bears and say that this is the picture of pilot health that we want. So we ended up with a bunch of lawyers, a bunch of doctors, Bobby Kennedy, Mary Holland from Children's Health Defense, me, attorney Tom Renz. We have Peter McCullough, the renowned cardiac doctor whose resume is literally 27 pages long because he's published more stuff on cardiac stuff in the world than any other doctor. Dr. Ryan Cole, he was the one doing, the, I think, the before and afters yes. with the solid tumor cancers. Yeah. The cancer lab I mean, in just Idaho. An, yeah. But here's the thing. We had two Army whistleblower guys two lieutenant colonels in the U.S. Army. One was the woman whose affidavit was circling uh, social media about six months ago. because Lieutenant Colonel Long? It. Yep, Teresa Long. And she had had to ground three out of three of her pilots in one morning when they came in for their military flight physicals. And then she was like, yo, something's up. And she went to her bosses and was like, let me get this straight. We've only lost 12 people total from COVID in the United States military. And why are we forced jabbing this completely experimental protocol? And the response from her higher up was, damn right, Colonel, and you're going to sit down, shut up, and do your damn job and go get me the clinical data points to see if it's safe. I.e., we're using our own military as the ferrets in the animal trial. And then they put her on a That's desk job and new. basically put a gas order on her yeah then her buddy right not her buddy but another person another lieutenant colonel green beret five-time deployment purple heart bronze star the guy again has a resume that just won't quit he's also screaming and sounding the alarm and they're just ignoring it but what we're seeing right now is horrifying numbers of pilots who are having such significant adverse effects that you know they're passing out of the controls like the WestJet pilots did a couple weeks ago and had to go back to Calgary this this month it's unverified but I'm hearing there was a Southwest guy on takeoff right he's on takeoff and all of a sudden the first officer looks over and he's dead they do abort takeoff Oh, I think shit. it was Southwest. It might have been somebody else. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're dying. They're they're passing out. It, it's it is an epidemic. And what the regulators are doing, they know. I, I, they got to know. They know. They know. They effed this one up bad. They ignored their rule. The reason for the rule was to make sure you didn't put something in the body that causes side effects at altitude. And that's exactly what's happening. And now they're like, holy crap. And they're betting on the fact that, like you guys have two of you in the cockpit right now, so to speak, there's always two people, at least two people on the airplane flying the plane. Well, where that breaks down is if you're coming in for a landing, yeah, there's two pilots. There's only one who's got their hand on that yoke. And if he starts having a major tonic-clonic seizure, which is what happened to American Airlines pilot Will Wolf about a month ago, granted he wasn't in an airplane at the time and now he's jerking and they're like you know 200 feet above the tarmac and all of a sudden they're doing this with the wing and you catch a wing and you go cartwheeling down the runway you got a major freaking problem because you just knowingly allowed your pilot to fly against federal aviation regulations that existed to forestall the exact health effect that turned on and you just took 400 innocent americans and our husbands and our kids with us to death as you cartwheel down lax's runway you got a problem well, 
So a great friend of us and a great friend of you all that he comes on our show all the time, Dr. Sherwood. He's been on our show, Left, Right, and Center. Uh, we bring him on uh, to talk about, especially medical stuff. Uh, he is a naturopath. He is a naturopathic doctor, so you're aware. Um, and he gives us a lot of great info and a lot of great stuff that will help you in your life so you feel better, not only about your mental well, not only about your physical well-being, but your mental well-being as well. And, and don't forget about your spiritual well-being. Absolutely. Because they've got the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, he and his wife. His wife is an allopathic doctor, so uh, he's the naturopath. She's more the traditional doctor. Between the two of them, they focus on your overall health because it's great to treat your physical body, but if you're not healthy mentally and you're not healthy spiritually, then you're not truly healthy. So... Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Patriot Party and you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on any order of the supplements that are he supplies there. Go there, check it out. Uh, Dr. Sherwood, again, he's a great friend to our show. He's been with us uh, for a long time now. We've brought him on. He's been on a bunch of our shows. Yeah, if you haven't listened Dr. to him Sherwood. speak, come on here, listen to one of our old shows. You can listen to Dr. Sherwood. He will tell you all about the the, the stuff you're getting. You can also get uh, uh, DNA uh Genetic testing. Genetic testing. Yep, at his clinic yep. in Tulsa. And they do that all, they, it doesn't go to China, so you don't have to worry about your DNA going to China. You don't have to worry about anybody supporting Chinese Wuhan lab crap, lab leak crap. Just check it out. Dr. Sherwood dot, dot TV forward slash Patriot Party. And you're gonna get his free ebook and you're gonna save up to 10% on anything you get there. So folks, go there today, give it a shot. It, it, it's crazy too because the military has a, a higher standard too because I, they have a flight surgeon you have to get cleared cleared by just to fly for every just, flight just to jump out of an aircraft you have to get cleared yeah. by uh, a flight surgeon I had to get cleared by a flight yeah. surgeon just to go to ha Halo School and uh, the highest jump we did there was sixty one thousand feet so I mean if you had to get cleared by a flight surgeon just to do that it's ridiculous but. And they had you on profile for a there long time, wouldn't let you jump because of a brain injury. And then they said, well, you're supposed to be dead anyway, so we don't care. Go ahead and jump. There was uh, another <laughs> thing I heard this week, which I find very interesting. It kind of goes away from the issue of pilots. Um, and I'm still trying to confirm this, but I was wondering if you may have heard something about this. Um, there is, uh, in inner circles, there are... Uh, rumors circulating that uh, there's proof out there that Fauci knew that remdesivir caused major liver damage. Of course he knew. It was in the study that he provided to the FDA in order to get the emergency use authorization. Well, I might or may, may or may not have the actual email in which he talks about that. But um, it's crazy that I, I, I just found this out and that it is actually now coming to light that the, the email actually exists. I actually have the email uh, that was actually leaked. Oh, well, it was taken out during the last FOIA push. And uh, happened to be an accidental email that was added in that last FOIA when they were pushing all the stuff to the lawyers so that they could disperse it. And it never got scrubbed from or it never got blacked out. So there's an actual block in there where he's actually talking about how remdesivir is uh, and its potential extreme potential sideful or whatever harmful side effects. Harmful side effects of remdesivir and long-term use uh, in humans. And he actually says, I know this yeah. is going to kill people if we use this. And then in the next sentence, he said, but this will work, push it forward. Because his goal was to kill yeah, people. So, right, there you go, there you go, ding, 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 ding. So funny that you should mention this, because as soon as I got done with the FAA thing, which by the way, 
Uh, I do think they're going to come back around just to close that chapter out and do the right thing. They need to medically recertify all the vaccinated pilots and run them through cardiac MRIs. Because what we're seeing is 10% of cardiac cases are getting missed unless you run them through an MRI and a pulse test, uh, which really goes, a, a, you know, a, another layer deep on determining cardiac fitness. Correct. Um, and, and, and you need to do that because these guys are just... They're, you know, you get a shot, you go up in the air at altitude, you may as well just throw a lip match on a powder keg. I mean, I feel bad for your guy who caved because if he spends time at altitude, based on what I'm seeing anecdotally in the pilot populations, they don't want to out themselves. These guys have no other skill sets. They fell in love with flying at age 15, got their pilot's license at 17 or 18, went into the military, went into, you know, crop dusting work, whatever it is. And it's not like telling a secretary, you can't be a secretary anymore. And she goes, fine, I'll go push paper working for an accountant or, you know, doing something else. These people, it's like a unicorn skill set. You tell a 58-year-old American Airlines pilot, you can't fly anymore because you're having chest pain. And you're not safe. You basically and just cut like, his legs off. Yes, basically, he might be better off if you'd cut his legs off. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality. And it's so these guys don't want to out themselves, but they're flying with, you know, I, I heard a story again in the military yesterday. Two, two guys got off a chopper, young, healthy helicopter pilots, both clutching their chest, asking for MRIs, and the military is telling them no. Wow. I'm like, yeah, you don't want to run through an MRI because you're going to show dead heart muscle and, 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 the, and the cat's going to be out of the bag. But going back to the remdesivir issue, um, I ended up dropping the FAA thing for a little while to focus on a hospital in a flyover state that in their wisdom decided to try to kill a patient who happened to be the wife of the police chief in town, huh. whose best friend was an ICU nurse and the husband was a doctor. And I'm like... Really, these are the people that you're going to lock out, force remdesivir on the patient against her wishes, which, of course, flooded, you know, shuts down the kidneys. And then they, you know, start to not be able to breathe because fluid's building up in their thoracic area because yep. they're drowning in their own juices. And then all of a sudden you have to vent them. And, you know, you get a you get a nice little uh, bounty, right, monetarily if you put them on remdesivir. And then once you get them sick enough, you can put them on the vent. You get cha-ching. It's a double cha-ching. So the hospitals love to do this because they're making money hand over fist and it literally though i'm like really you're doubling down on a guy who's the freaking police chief like they escorted him out they accused apparently the family or whatever of rubbing remdesivir or uh, rubbing ivermectin on the patient's feet and the nurses were literally turning their badge around to hide their identity illegals all get out under all kinds of federal and state law and ethical canons. I'm like, you can't hide your identity as a healthcare provider. Like, wh what world are we living in? So, I was like, all kinds of fit to be tied. And I'm like, oh, I am, I am going to let this hospital know exactly how I feel about what they're doing. So, I started to tap out a little letter. Um, it was actually a love letter I had started to a different hospital in a different state, but the patient died before I could finish it. And I needed that remdesivir study because I'd heard Dr. Brian Artis and a couple other people mention it. And and um, I ended up finding it yesterday. So um, I'll just read you the little paragraph here. Um, 
while I'm admittedly not a medical doctor, environmental law was my specialty early in my legal career, and I am thus rather well-versed in reading medical journals and, of course, cross-examining doctors, because everybody's like, oh, you know, the doctor's king. I'm like, no, the doctors aren't king, because us lawyers in malpractice suits would never be able to win if the doctor always was tough on. So, yeah. the lawyers are the one who can bring the doctors to their knees. Anyway, but I, I, I digress. Despite the um, credentials of the addressees on this letter, or maybe because of them, you really don't seem to be off a, meaning all that in a bag of chips, on your drug of choice for this patient. Um, alternatively, perhaps you and or your hospital are well-versed in remdesivir, and you're just receiving such a monetary bounty for placing patients on it, despite contraindications, um, that, uh, you know, things like your ethical duty to do no harm have taken a backseat in your analysis. Regardless of which it is, I will now backfill the data you either lack or you have simply knowingly disregarded in your haste to recoup the monetary bounty that attaches to prescribing this drug. Remdesivir is a death sentence. And no, I'm not exaggerating or engaging in hyperbole. The one and only actual study on remdesivir had to be abandoned prematurely because the outcomes were so horrendous. The authors literally had to pull remdesivir off the study while allowing three other drugs to continue because more than 50% of the people placed on remdesivir died. And then I quoted the actual medical journal study. At day 28, mortality rates were, colon, remdesivir, 53 plus percent. ZMAP, which is Fauci's second choice, apparently 49%. And then the other two had uh, less, fewer death rates. And so this is the journal, the medical journal still talking here. In summary, the journey of remdesivir culminated in rather disappointing results. Disappointing? It's a freaking kill shot. It's a better kill shot than the damn vaccine is. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Rem, and the crazy part, like uh, uh, if it's the same study I, I read, uh, which I think it is, it sounds yeah, like it is. There's only one. The first 11. Uh, the one. Fir yeah. The first 11 patients that remdesivir was given to, they all died within days of their first injection of remdesivir. And they had to take them off the, the yep. other few. They had to take off early. They were supposed to be on it for yep. 14 days and they had to take them off after five days because their kidney function was failing and they basically had to go right on a dialysis so machine. Yeah. It's just really yeah. interesting because now it looks like we have solid proof if not evidence that not only did Fauci know but then he also he knew it and he said oh, we're going to do it anyway because the date on this email that I saw today the email that I got uh, the date on the email was as of uh, October uh, 2020 which is really yeah. interesting yeah that's called uh, malice or knowledge beforehand um and it doesn't play well when and if you get to crimes against humanity which is you know it's a war crimes tribunal um but not during a time of war so it's called crimes against humanity it's a widespread practice by governmental influence in influencing type figures um to commit atrocities against a peaceful population that's not at war and uh either kill them or mass rape or whatever it may be um but when you freaking know that your drug that you're pushing more often than not kills the person who receives it when you have a better than 50 percent death rate with that drug that's a fucking genocide pardon yeah. my friend no not oh, don't you worry and about he it he should absolutely he should absolutely be standing trial for crimes against humanity and i got something else to say their days are numbered because all of the lawyers who actually have a heart and a brain and still give a damn about the constitution and freedom and things like crimes against humanity and actually do 
didn't sleep through our World War II history class. We are gunning. We are gunning for these guys. We are starting to find each other across borders, across country lines, and we are saying this is not okay. And come hell or high water, we are going to find a way to hold you accountable. Now, the irony is that the United States, despite having set up the whole Nuremberg structure post-World War II and holding their feet to the fire for Hitler's minions who did his bidding, we are not a signatory. Last I checked, this is not my wheelhouse. But basically, we as America had not conceded or granted authority to be hauled into the international and criminal courts and held accountable for if we did something like this. Yeah. But I am here to tell you, it's numbers game. At some point, you piss off enough good people where they just go, no more, no more. And the people are going to put justice in against our oppressors. And that is rapidly the point that we are getting to. And none too soon, because people are dying by the thousands, I was by gonna, the millions. Probably. I was going to say, Lee, I, I feel like it's a race right now because it's, uh, I, that's exactly it. Um, the what CEO of One America Life Insurance in Indiana came out and said that their their death rate uh, or their claims for death between working age people ages 18 to 64 has gone up 40% in the past year and 10% is considered an insane increase like that that's a 201 you know thing for it to go up 10% for it to go up 40% I mean 40 40% in a year um, and not yeah. from COVID, that's all vaccine injuries. That's all right. vaccine injuries right there. And, so what happens? Do we win first or does everyone die first? And, and to follow, with the, to follow with so. the doctor thing uh, real quick, if is there a way, and I'm just guessing, I, I'm wondering because there's so many doctors out there right now that are saying, go get your vaccine, uh, go get your vaccine, wear a mask, go get your vaccine. Is there a way that... Those doctors as well. I'm not just talking about uh, flip flop Fauci. Um, is there a way that we can haul those doctors in front of Nuremberg 2.0 is what everybody's calling it. So we do Nuremberg 2.0. And I want to see every doctor that said, go get your vaccine. I want to see them sitting in the hot seat because I'm sorry at that point, you can't say, well, I was following the federal government's authority and their guidelines and their orders. You took a Hippocratic oath to protect your patients and do no harm. Um, if you were recommending something that was going to kill them, I've got bad news for you. You're still doing harm. You're not going to be, you're not going to be saved. Right. Well, I mean, I think, I think in the case of drugs like remdesivir, any doctor or hospital that's prescribing remdesivir right now, um, there's only one study and uh, it shows that it's a very hazardous drug because more people die on it than not. Like you have a better chance not getting the drug and, and toughen it out than dying on it. That That's an easy one for me, from my perspective, um, especially if the hospital has been put on notice as I just did with this one in the, in the middle of the country uh, because then they have the data and they're choosing to ignore it. Now, they're going to say that this was the medical standard at the time, that this was the, the narrative, that they were just following orders. Well, none of that held water in in the Nuremberg trials in the late 1940s. They were like, well, Hitler told me I had you, and, and Joseph Mengele said I had to do this experiment, and people were like, yeah, we're still putting you to death. You should have known better. You should have known better. Um, and I think that that's where we're getting to. And, and frankly, you know, 
more people need to be saying this and, and more DAs and more cops need to be stepping out and doing their damn job. You're not helping the movement by not arresting people who are not masked. You're helping the movement when you go arrest Governor Kate Brown, the state health officer, the local health officer, the school principal, the school board, and the school coach who made a little kid wear a mask during basketball practice and that kid died. Yeah, absolutely. That's when you're helping the movement. Grow a pair already. Find your spine. You know, as Cordy Williams would say, you know, tape your balls back to wherever you got to tape them to and go freaking do your job. Your job is to enforce the law. That is attempted murder. That is attempted murder if the person doesn't die. It's full on murder too if they did die. And all of these people know that when you create a hypoxic state, cardiac standstill is the result. And if they don't know, um, they can be held to have known because it's published out there it's on osha's website for crying out loud and so at that point when you start holding the feet to the fire of these tyrants who are not just ignoring the law but causing massive amounts of death and harm that's when you start to get a sea change but until we start having our elected representatives our our you know, DAs and our cops and our, our law enforcement officers do their job, hard though that may be, fired though they may be by their superior if they do. All it takes is one or two times of an actual ballsy sheriff going out who's a constitutional sheriff and doing that arrest. You're you're going to get people backing off. Frankly, I think this FAA thing is going to be uh, uh, quite a powder keg because what we have is a bunch of airlines who said, Heil Hitler, when Biden came to town, we're going to mandate. Well, really, you just started killing your pilots and we're going to have the proof pretty darn soon. And if they end up having to pay for the harm they've caused, they're going to be thinking twice as an employer. And that's going to send a message to all the other employers who are like, well, Biden said I had to. So I just goose stepped higher and stuck my right arm out. That's going to send a message saying, "Uh uh-uh, you don't just follow any old bad order coming from Tom, Dick and Harry, whether it's the president or the freaking governor or your freaking boss, you actually go do your due diligence and you only enforce this stuff if it's you know lawful and reasonable and makes sense and doesn't do harm but we've we've lost that true no earth compass and we need to get it back i, I do think we're going to win um and i do think people are, people are going to die in answer to your earlier question it's going to be both they already are dying yeah um the question for us is how many people can we wake up before more die i mean it's a it's a race against the clock it really is and and you know i i Speaking to something you said, I think a lot of the healthcare workers that are giving the jab are aware or know that they could be culpable if something happens down the line. And there's one thing that gives that away to me. Um, When you look at someone's vaccination card, you know, they have multiple shots. There's what, six six slots on the vaccination card. We're not there yet, but we will be soon. Um, Not uh, about half the time from what I've seen, the healthcare provider will actually put their initials or their name the way they're supposed to. The rest of the time, they just write the name of the facility where the person received the shot. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and when you've got nurses hiding their identity, turning their name badges around when they're putting people on remdesivir and the husband who's a police chief is starting to ask questions and say, hey, can you give me my wife's kidney and liver uh, values now that you, you know, drowned her in her own fluids using a drug that has that as a known side effect? And the nurses are like, oh, sorry, we can't, we can't show you our name. I'm like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only one reason to hide your identity. <laughs> if you're doing something wrong. If you got, That's it. 
And you're doing something wrong. Every five-year-old yep. knows, like, oh, it wasn't me who did the hand in the cookie jar, and they run away, right? Yeah. Like, if you're running away, if you're hiding your identity, you got something to hide. If you've done everything right, and you got nothing to be embarrassed by, and nothing you're concerned about, you don't mind giving people your name, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but that's just where we're at right now. I got to see Dr. Stella again in Dallas and got to thank her personally for saving my mom's life. There you go. That's a big one. I tell you what, Dr. Stella gives the best hugs. You know, she is she is a, a warrior of God. I mean, this this woman brings a, a spiritual axe to the battlefield. Um, and at the same time that she's fighting for you on the spiritual level, she's also fighting for you on the medical level. She's amazing. So if you... If you're feeling just a little down or you're, you haven't had COVID, you're afraid of getting COVID, um, it can be a very scary thing. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine really do work. I promise you, you are not going to grow a tail. Uh, Mick, and I, <laughs> Mick and I both take hydroxychloroquine regularly as a prophylactic, even though, um, well, I think I've had COVID. I don't think Mick has, but uh, either way, we Still take hydroxychloroquine it. all the time. My mom, we gave her ivermectin when she got COVID and she was better in four days, four days. And Dr. Stella also has this awesome all-in-one vitamin, which can really help boost your immune system because it's really important not just to take over-the-counter prescription drugs, but in order to keep your immune system at its peak efficiency all the time so you don't get yep. sick, you really need an excellent vitamin supplement. So Dr. Stella is the place to go. Go the, to drstellamd.com and use, use the promo, promo code, code Defiant and that will save you up to 5% not only in your teledoc visit, but also because remember folks, this is a prescription. You are being mailed a prescription so you have to physically see a doctor first. So you're gonna go there, you're gonna get a teledoc visit. Your teledoc visit, once your teledoc visit's complete, they're going to, if you're sick immediately, they will overnight you, uh, either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, whichever one you get. Or both. Or both, if you use Promo code DEFIANT, that will save you up to 5%, not only in your teledoc visit, but also with the drugs as well. And they will send them, and trust me when I say that they're within 48 hours, because they were there within 48 hours. Yep. For my mother-in-law, they were there in 48 hours, and let me tell you something, I didn't have to hear about it anymore, about how she was gonna <laughs> die. It literally lasted 72 hours about me hearing about how she was gonna die when I knew for a fact- And she natural immunity. When I knew for a fact she wasn't going to. So Dr. Stella, M-D, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot, or md.com and again use promo code defiant save up to five percent on your order both on your teledoc visit and any order you make even if you get the vitamin or you get hcq ivm whichever you get get them both get them all and get them shipped to you and save five percent on your order like i said we are only bringing people that we believe in that are patriots people that we know that are not here to you know, they're not patriots, they're patriots. They're here promoting the same cause we're promoting. They're trying to help the same things you're trying to help. This is what we want to get to you. This will help you recover from COVID. It will help you prevent COVID. Uh, as we're hearing now, we've got news or stories after news stories coming out about, especially hydroxychloroquine, how it can be used as a prophylactic and even not- for the flu, correct. not just COVID, even for the flu. So, so as folks, Mick likes go get to it. say, Better 
to have and not need than need and not have. Absolutely. Get it for your own ship box, put it in your house somewhere just in case somebody gets sick. Boom, you've got it. Family member gets sick, you can ship them some. Here you go. I got some drugs for you. This will work. Trust me, it will work. Just take it. You will be amazed. You'll even feel better. If you're not sick, you will even feel better after taking it. Trust me. It's amazing. So folks, again, doc, Dr. Stella, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot M-D, M-D dot com. Or dot com and use promo code DEFIANT and you'll save up to 5%. Appreciate y'all listening. So you've got something big coming up in the works too, huh? You're, uh, you're, you're, yes. you're going toe to toe with uh, good old Bezos. Are you, are you, are you building yeah. your own cock rocket? <laughs> yeah, there you go. We are we are looking to kneecap, kneecap Amazon. That is a true story. So, uh, a good friend of mine that I actually met in this last year, um, solid solid patriot. His name's Jason Cisneros. Um, he's done a bunch of company turnarounds. The guy really really knows his stuff. He's a major player um, when it comes to big business type stuff. So, long story short, he's got the um, capability both resource wise and and business wise to to help make this a reality. We are launching an Amazon competitor this month, this month. And uh, the name of it is 28th A. It stands for the 28th Amendment. Uh, There is, of course, no 28th Amendment. That's something we wrote, which basically says the government should not be making economic slaves of its people. You need to have a right to your own financial freedom. It's a whole paragraph, but that's the gist. And um, and the way we're going to do that when, you know, we had 84 million people laid off the month before last due to these mandates is by giving people a way that they can replace their income that they just lost, right? And in so many cases, or just a way to get out of the rat race. Maybe they haven't lost their income, but they almost wish they'd been fired because they never really loved their job to start with. Um, and everybody who goes to all these rallies is constantly saying, hey, you know, we want a place where we can quit giving our money to Nike and Target and Amazon and Walmart. We want to we want to shop at a Patriot store that's by the Patriots for the Patriots where we're buying and selling to each other and and defunding the enemy that's trying to kill us every time we, you know, give the Bezos and the Nikes of the world more money. So, so we're actually launching that uh, this, this literally probably in about a week or two. Um, and the beauty of it is it's not like a Nike where if you want to buy Nike, you have to go to the Nike store. Anybody, and you guys are included in that, all of the influencers, all of the moms and pops who want to are going to have their own little flagship store. So it can be the Patriot Party podcast store or whatever you guys decide to call your store. And when your people who listen to your show decide, I want a store too because I just lost my job as a nurse or whatever, I'm tired of working where I work, they can get their own store and it can be Cousin Eddie's store or Mama Jones store or whatever it is. And then that is preloaded within about 20 minutes, 17 minutes, something like that. If you clicking on the link and saying, I want my own store, you literally get a fully loaded $300,000 equivalent e-commerce store. Um, we do all of the work for you. All of the vendors' products have been preloaded. It's really classy. I've been seeing the website coming together this week. Um, and then your friends, your job, your whole job is to just tell people about it. When you're at the PTA meeting, when you're at church on Sunday, standing in line at the grocery store, hey, I actually have my own store. You could actually buy food and groceries and t-shirts and, and buy barbecue lighters and whatever from me. And then your friends and family just go to your store. They do their shopping there. You get a a percentage of the profit. It drops into your bank account every single Friday like clockwork. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do any hard math for those who suck at math and science like I do. It does all the sales tax calculations for you. It is literally plug and play. You click, I want a store. 
20 minutes later, you have a store. All you have to do is tell people about it, give them the website, and then money drops into your account. So that is what we're going to be rolling out. Uh, it's this month. And for now, because our site's not quite live, we hit a couple of hiccups over the holidays. Um, if people are wanting a store, just just email me and uh, we'll put you on the short list to getting your own store. My email for your listeners who don't know is my first name, Lee, which is spelled L-E-I-G-H. And then it's dot E-S-Q at gmail.com. So again, my my email is Lee dot E-S-Q at gmail.com. And Lee is spelled L-E-I-G-H. Just email me right now saying I want one of those stores I heard about on the podcast and we'll make sure to get you one. Um, but I am excited. The partners we've got are pretty heavy hitters. Um, I think this thing is going to, I think that there are more patriots than not at this point, for sure. I mean, the U-Haul statistics are backing us up for crying out loud at this point that, yeah. that you guys were just quoting to me. And I think everybody's going to swing around once there's an actual usable store to uh, shopping where their dollars mean something. And uh, and we're funding patriots. You know, we're shop- there is we don't have a store. You're only allowed to shop at like other people's influencer stores. There's no like overarching company store. This is really designed to get uh, everybody who wants an income replacement job, a job, and also designed to take money away from Amazon and give us a, a, a place to shop. And we're trying to start loading exclusively vendors who are American-made types, although in the beginning, you know, it's it's a bit of an amalgamation right now, but that's our end goal. Well, I got to, <laughs> you're talking to the right guy because I got a bunch of buddies that, uh, uh, like for instance, uh, this t-shirt company, uh, yeah, Ranger Up. Oh yeah, uh, Ranger Fox Up, Trot. Zero Foxtrot, uh, which makes uh, the sign right here behind my head. Um, that one, uh, they do both of those. They're both military guys. Uh, they started the company from scratch and now they're huge. They went huge on Facebook and uh, they refused to go to Amazon. The par- part of the, I was talking to one of them and he told me that the reason he refuses to go to Amazon is because Amazon takes so much of their money like uh, it's like a uh, I, I want to say it's like a 60 40 split something like that amazon walks away with 40 percent of their profits and he's like yeah i refuse to go there because of that and a matter of fact i put him in touch with uh mike lindell's uh lady that took care of our promo code because he didn't understand he's like what are you talking about a promo code and i was like oh you got to talk to this woman and i put him in touch with her and like he's got he set up uh he's setting up the promo code for his business so now he can do promo codes too but uh they refuse to go there's a bunch of them i mean that's not the only one i got a bunch of other ones i think the only people that have sold out are people like matt best and uh folks like that that don't really Black matter Rifle anyway coffee company um, that that was an old friend of mix not anymore though yeah of course i haven't talked to him in a very long time yeah. but i mean like that type of thing i mean if you're looking for that type i mean i've got tons of people that are veteran-owned companies that are all patriots that are refusing to go to that Amazon. would be great we're on board we're onboarding vendors as i speak um and our focus again is american-made military uh one of the partners that came in to help jason and i get the thing off the ground there were three west pointers um it's a small little group of us just launching this thing now and then obviously we're going to bring in more people to actually do the real work but we're just working 24 7 trying to get this thing up and it's early days so we're doing the grunt work ourselves. but um i can hook you up with uh with our guy who's onboarding the vendors and our goal is to get the vendors who are selling the stuff that you're wearing and that are behind your head on our site because we know that's a lot i mean women cannot live on t-shirts and plaques alone but yeah. um once you once you buy your kitty litter and your groceries and and you know you do need clothing and yep. uh, we we do need cool swag that you know is the backdrop behind us so we absolutely want to do that um, military is a huge thing the guys who are with us are, are all like i said west point uh primarily 
Ellie. And then we're also doing a, a charity drop. So a percentage of our profits are going to be funding. Jason is involved in anti-sex trafficking work, as am I. Uh, you know, I was fighting child brothels for the last 10 years before I started fighting blue state governors. So uh, a good a little piece of our, our pie every year is going to go back to, to charities that do that kind of work. Um, but yeah, I I, I just can't say enough wonderful things about what I think this is going to do for the movement because, you know, if we were in a real war, you would never walk up to the enemy and be like, here's a bullet. Go ahead and stick it in your gun while I stand here. Oh, wait. Ah, now I'm dead. They hit me or they, I mean, but that's what we're doing financially yeah. when yeah. we shop at these stores and we all make excuses. We go, oh my gosh, you know, I tried to buy kitty litter on the patriot website but they didn't have kitty litter so i had to go back to buying it on amazon and but if we can actually get a full service platform that carries all the stuff that we all need not like just two items but like all the stuff we all need and it's a functional usable thing which is what we've got um i just think it's going to take off and and none too soon because we really do need to quit funding the left we need to start taking back our own country and one of the ways you do that is with your dollar and the dollar is the new bullet and we need to quit giving our dollars to the enemy to shoot us with so now the, the guy down in florida the uh the uh the guy that runs a uh supermarket uh that he's always alfie oaks, Al alfie oaks. Alfie. is, is he going to be involved in this yeah because i've been waiting to get I his believe, stuff yeah i know yeah they were having conversations with alfie last week i don't i don't know uh where those stand but yeah he was he was definitely one of them um, but some of the guys you mentioned earlier, I don't know are on our vendor list. So do, do shoot me a list of folks or I'll email you guys. But, and if your listeners have anybody or they themselves sell product, whatever it might be, maybe it's second amendment swag or bulletproof vests. I mean, my hairdresser sells bulletproof vests and second amendment swag. Literally, that's why I got that example. I'm like, girl, you need to get your stuff on our site. Just, you know, have them email me again. It's L E I G H dot E S Q at gmail.com and say, I've got goods I want to sell on your site, or I want my own store. Once you guys have these stores launched and, um, we got to start doing this. We don't, we don't have time to waste. And I, I like Jason, neither of us wanted to do this. I mean, I just kept going to these rallies and we were all sitting around drinking, you know, water in the hallway going, we really need a patriot amazon we really need a patriot amazon and i know there's been some other influencers in the movement who have sort of by fits and starts tried to do it but we don't have the the answer yet and jason and i got tired of waiting so we're off to the races with our little company and uh it should be exciting again like i said reach out give me your leads have your listeners give me their leads we're going to do something great with it that's well, awesome Dylan is auto automatically right now asking for a store because i'm going to force her now to do yes. it and she's going to have to make t-shirts and she's going to have to make that's sweatshirts <laughs> and all the other things the kids want not only that but all the rest of our listeners that have been begging us for stuff for months now that she she's yet to do so I'm going to force not, her into it's one not, right now. Honestly, it's not that I have yet to do it. It's just that anyone that I, I didn't want to give my business to someone well, that was going to ship true. it off to China and take, you know, 80%. Right. So exactly. I, was, I was looking for, yeah. uh, you know, someone, a patriot, and it was going to be, you know, had to be made in America, that kind of a thing. And I found one lady who would, you know, could potentially make t-shirts for me. Um, but she just kind of has her own real small farmer's market business and couldn't handle the volume that I wanted to do. And so, you know, that's, it's a, it's a sticky place to be in. Like I, I want to make a thousand t-shirts, but I want them made here in America and I don't want to pay 50 bucks each for them. So. Right. 
And that's and that's the challenge. I mean, we've shipped so much of our manufacturing overseas that the the way you can do this easily with the profit margin you want is to get it from China. But none of us want to do that because we're back to handing enemies to the you know bullets yeah. to the enemy. Yep, so yep. it's like we need to do it in America. Well, nobody does it in America, and the one guy who does is doing like ten a month and charging an arm and a leg because he's not uh, got a factory in China to do it for him. <laughs> and it's it's a bit of a catch twenty two. But I do think the freedom loving Americans are figuring this out. We're all starting to create our own homeschools and schools and other systems and hairdressers and restaurants and and you know this is just going to be another piece of the pie. So all things in time. But um, but yeah, hook us hook us up because we will happily uh, display Patriot merchandise and get it sold. <laughs> awesome, fantastic. Well, Lee, yeah. Um, any last words for our listeners before we let you go? Um, no, other than you guys are doing a, a fantastic job. We've um, been fighting the good fight really hard the last couple months. That nationwide walkout in November was very successful. The FTC, if you didn't hear, had ordered uh, Amazon, Kroger, Walmart, all the big guys to pony update on why their shelves were bare and their prices were sky high. And I'm like, well, that was on November 30th, two and a half weeks after the nationwide walkout and the train stopped running. I'll say that's a success. Um, and that's, of course, when the federal courts started getting in the act. Um, and then I went to buy a car because my other one died this last week. And the sales, I said, oh, what end of the year sales do you have? And the salesman goes, none. And I'm like, and why are all your pre-owned 2019 Mazdas like only 2,000 less than the brand new ones? And they're like, because until two days ago, we didn't have any new cars at all on either of our lots. We only had pre-owned. So, wow. you know, yeah. they can't get the and then I'm like. They were they were actually all the car dealers right now, at least in Cali, are charging ten thousand dollars over list price. Wow. Yep. They got a shipment at the place I bought, a shipment in. He said, All our cars? I go, Where are they? And he goes, They're on a container on a train somewhere and I'm like, that would be my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, his his dealer was the only one that was not there were no deals but they were not charging a surcharge of 10 grand over list but like 20 hills mazda was charging 10 grand over list price on new cars and the old cars were selling for what the new cars should have been selling before and wow. this is across uh it's it's the whole industry it's across different dealers and different lines so again yeah. um when the people decide they want to actually play hardball with biden on these vaccine mandates and say they're going to boycott the economy and and break the supply chain and you're going to do our bidding we're not going to do yours they have the power to do it the proof is in the pudding we're seeing it all over the place including when i go to buy a new car a couple days ago um and we just got to keep our, our our pedal to the metal and keep our foot on the accelerator and keep doing what we're doing um it's making a difference and you can tell because they're getting louder and they're getting more hysterical on the other side and that's that's a sign that yeah and they're censoring you know they wouldn't need to censor so hard if they had it in the bag right so um i'm i'm excited for what this new year is bringing i don't think we're out of the woods yet i think it's going to be a hard fight don't let up yet but we're getting there slowly but surely and if your listeners want to follow me they can find me at lee dundas l-e-i-g-h-d-u-n-d-a-s.com i'm censored on facebook i'm in jail for mentioning the holocaust again for like 30 days um so that's where hey, find we me didn't in even the, get in a 30 meantime. day suspension we just got booted with uh, and they with no you know what they did to me is they went in and changed my password 
And uh, my, apparently my account is still active, but when I try and reset my password and I got a notification when we were out of the country on vacation that someone had accessed my account, right? So crazy. So I went in to try and reset my password and they, they told me there was an error. And then I tried it again and they told me they couldn't find my account. I tried it again and they told me there was an error. And I've never, for six months now, I've not been able to get into my Facebook account. They've, they blocked me without actually canceling me. And I've actually changed IP addresses yeah. and everything, and they still somehow know who I am. So. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, they hate us. Yeah, it's okay. We're proud. Well, it's like a badge of honor. They hate. This was it was a year. It was a year ago today. Yeah, today. Today. A year ago today that I lost <laughs> that my you account. Lost, that you yep. lost everything. Yep, lost. I was Even dumped from Discord. everything. Discord. Yeah. Discord. I got dumped from there. I got dumped from Twitter. <laughs> I got dumped from Facebook. I got dumped from Instagram. Yeah. I got dumped from uh, what was the other one? I don't remember. But anyway, it doesn't Gilded. matter. Yeah. Uh, I was dumped from everything, and then I got Instagram back. That's the only like thing I got back. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> Month ago. <laughs> it's the only thing I've gotten back random. is Instagram. Just absolutely <laughs> random. Yeah. So, dude. Well, again, badge of honor. Sign your speaking truth. Keep it up. <laughs> yep. Yes, because you know what? That's we're circling the drain. The 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 pandemic of the unvaccinated. The only pandemic of the unvaccinated is truth, and that's what they're most afraid of. So, yeah, that's right, baby. That's right. You got it. Oh, by the way, on the nationwide walkout stuff or the FAA stuff, if you want to see a copy of that FAA letter, go to nationwidewalkout.com and you can see uh, how we held the feet to the fire on the federal agencies on that. It, it just, I was reminded of that because we had talked about that. So if you guys want to see that. And um, the other thing is citizens-rights.org is my nonprofit. Both are plural, citizens-rights.org. I try to post all my letters there. I've got another one to get up that has that remdesivir quote to the hospital once I get this up. But um, if your people want to look at all the nasty grams that I've fired off to the tyrants over the last year and a half, they can find it there. Excellent. Absolutely. And uh, we right. might uh, might have to go highlight some of them because <laughs> you you do you're very eloquent Again, in the way you speak. You always bring the fire. I love it. <laughs> I try. I try. Don't have me do math. You'll be like, wow, she's as dumb as a rock when it comes to math. <laughs> but on the words, I'm usually okay. <laughs> so good. Thank you guys for having me. Thank uh, you not so a problem. much, Lee. You have a great night. Always love you having having you here. So um we'll we'll see you, you again soon. Too. Unfortunately, we're not gonna make Arizona because it's so soon and yeah, we, we couldn't with us moving. It was just too much. Um, but, uh, I understand. yeah, but we, we may end up coming out to your coast. Um, we have a wedding the same weekend as Ohio, but perhaps the, the event after that, I want to say is in Oregon. I think, or Washington San State. Diego. I San think Diego. he's doing Phoenix. Phoenix is mm -hmm. January. Phoenix is 14th and 15th. I'll be speaking yeah. Saturday the 15th at Clay Clark stage right before General Flynn around 5 p.m. One after that, I want to say is February, Ohio. Yeah, Burr. February, Ohio. Um, yes. A balmy Ohio and in I, the spring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think after that is San Diego. So maybe we'll okay. catch you guys in San Diego All right. in the warm weather. Yeah. yeah. I think Mike's right, got guys. a cousin out there. So Take we might care. actually make that. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. And folks, that was uh, Lee Dundas. All right. Uh, like uh, par for the course. She came 
She saw and she kicked ass. She brought the fire for she, sure. She most certainly did. She always does. Uh, so, hey, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back because we are doing a news uh, podcast tonight. So uh, if you hold on to your horses and about, uh, I don't know, this probably are we will gonna, air are, after, yeah, it won't will. it? it so will. we're actually going to pump out the <laughs> news podcast now. So you'll be just hearing this. You know that like right after this, we got right into a news podcast. Absolutely. So, I'm not even going to change my uh, shirt. Either way, uh, I'm, I'm not going to take it. Not going to take it. Y'all have a good night, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for watching. Yeah.